And you know, us sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents, to the coaches, to even the trainers. And we're not afraid to share it. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. We able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yes. I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yes. It's time for us to to let you know what's going on. Hey everybody, this is your girl Shannon Mason with Can We Talk Sports. I'm here with my host, Karen Reed. And we are here with the lovely Erica Wilson. We are going to just dive right in with a lot of um, the journey. Um, her son plays for the Miami Dolphins, was here with the Dallas Cowboys, but he is in Miami right now, killing the game. So let's get into this interview. There is so much that we're going to talk about so many questions, heartfelt situations, and just kind of go with behind the scenes of the NFL with a mom. So welcome. Hi, Erica. Hi, Shannon. How Thanks are you doing? Me. I am awesome. How about you? So listen, I got to kind of <laughs> chime in on this. I met Erica about a year, almost two years ago, um, had a friend introduce me, and I went to their first meeting when they were here in Dallas, and they were doing AH17, and we just sat at the table, and I think we just start talking about kingdom, right? So it was yeah. like we've known each other forever. So it was a great um, conversation, Definitely great meeting. Was. So NFL mom, yes, the journey. Oh, you see her side, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> definitely, journey. definitely a journey. Um, I started what six and a half years ago. My son is going into his seventh year. Um, started off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, went undrafted. He was delayed, but he wasn't denied. I like that. Thank you, God. Um, was highly recruited in college, but somehow slipped through the um, the cracks and did not get drafted. But it did not stop him. It actually motivated him. And um, he left on Mother's Day six years ago. Wow. Mother's and, Day. Oh, on Mother's Day. And I was, like, devastated. But thank you. It was more about four and a half, five hours away. Mm-hmm. So he came up to Jacksonville, and he um, he's a wide receiver. Um, they had two highly recruited, um, high drafted, I'm sorry, uh, wide receivers that was there. You don't like to see anybody go down. Right. But yeah. um, they went down, and Allen Roll intensified. And when that happened, he really put in the work. Every time he touched that field, he made it, um, had that chip on his shoulder. That's saying, right. You know, I, I, I didn't make it. I mean, I wasn't drafted, but I made it, you know. Very first game, Eagles game, he scored two touchdowns before the first quarter was over. See the proud face. You see the mama. You, right. like, if y'all can see it, you're just glowing. <laughs> he scored two touchdowns on the plane. So go ahead. Yeah, so that game was like, it was amazing. I didn't get a chance to go to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, due to the fact I was going through some hardship that Alan knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um, my son had made it to the NFL, and um, I was evicted from my place. Wow. And um, huh, that was wow. the most trying time ever, because I didn't want 
him to know anything that was going on back home because he needed to focus mm-hmm. on what he had going on in Jacksonville. Um, so that game was exciting. Wow. Yeah, I like those stories. I think that's I think that's amazing because their their desire to make it yeah. is to take care of mom. But I want to go back a little bit because we we always hear the stories about the son and you know what they went through. But your journey is is a powerful story um, as a single mom and what you went through. You know, we always, like I said, we always tell the, you know, when they interview um, the parents, it's always we had hardship. But I think if we really understood what the parent went through yeah. to to keep her family together, yeah. right? Because if she would have collapsed, if she would have gave up, if she would have walked away, there wouldn't be no Ellen Hearn. Right. There wouldn't be no, I, I want to call him Inky. Hey, Inky, I'm giving <laughs> shout outs to you, you know, but there wouldn't be no Inky. So let's go back to Erica. Okay. Let's talk about Erica. Oh, Erica. <laughs> that Erica. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she said that Erica, right? Like, oh my God. The dude. old Erica or the new Erica? <laughs> we got to get the old one and then we can bring her up to the new one because yeah. I, I think there's a lot of moms out there that's going to be able to relate to your story. Yeah, because I definitely want to hear about you getting kicked out of a, a county. A county, y'all. Now, so y'all, y'all, you know, you get kicked out of a school, right? Like, okay, you get kicked out of a school, you get kicked out of college, you can get kicked out of a hotel, but kicked out of a county, you a bad girl, right? So, yeah. (laughs) Well, Erica, um, born December 1st, 1972, was the sweetest little girl ever. (laughs) Um, At the age of five, my father was called home. And I think that just shattered my world because I was a daddy's girl. Um, moving forward, from five to ten, um, my brother stepped in as a father figure for my um, by my father being called home. At the age of ten, I was raped. Um, how do you see yourself? Um, you you lost your dad, the one love, your first love, um, besides God. Um, then these guys, they violate you, you know, you just feel like you have no type of, uh, control whatsoever. You feel nasty. You feel shame. Um, I was pissed, you know, I didn't know what to really think, you know, um, but what happens when you see this little girl walking past you and she's just, her clothes are red. You know, from the blood that was um, from, you know, the rape or whatever. And that's what happened. One of my cousins, she saw it. And she asked what happened, and I told her. Um, Moving forward from that, once my brother found out what happened to me, it went, I mean, totally crazy from there. They actually went to get the guy, bring the guy, showed me the guy, one of the guys, rather, and asked me, was that him? And I was like, yeah, that's him, you know. Next day or two, my brother went to a, a party and ended up getting shot behind it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now I'm carrying, I'm raped. Now my brother's been shot behind it. Then here it is, my cousin, um, who was like a brother to me, grew up in the home with me. He actually um, had some dealings with one of the guys who shot my brother. 
and went to prison. So now I'm raped. My brother got shot. My cousin's life looked like it's over. And it's all on me. You know, that's what I was thinking. And it's so sad, like, when you go to the hospital to get checked and everything, they make it seem like it's something that you did. Wow. Yeah. My mom couldn't even be, I'm 10. My mom couldn't even be in the room with me. They made her leave out the room. And they asked all kinds of questions. And, Hmm. you know, it was a a big gang down in the Miami area who did it. And um, the police didn't want anything to do with it, basically. So... All those years I carried it, and that's when that Erica came out, uh, that mean side. I didn't, anytime anyone kind of like made me feel like I didn't have control, that Erica will come out, um, that mean side of Erica, fought so much. Um, I was bleeding on people that didn't even cut me, hmm. you know, and wow. it's so sad that that happens, and it happens a lot, and we don't know it. It, in general, it happens to so many people. Like, you are literally bleeding on people that didn't even cut you. You know, these people didn't know anything that went on with me. So here it is. I carried it 20-something years. And I go to a church in Miami Gardens. Hmm. And this is supposed to be your safe place, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to church, you just let everything out. Oh, you're to. just so peaceful and everything. So I look up on the big jumbotron, and who do I see? The guy who raised me. At church? At church. And I'm like... Okay, was he at church or was he a pastor? He was at church and he was a deacon. Wow. And I um, looked up and I said, friend. I had my friend grow with me. I said, friend, that's the guy who raped me. It was actually five guys there, but one did something. The others had my arms and my legs. I walked out the church and here it is. This guy was standing here greeting, you know. Tell everyone, thank you for coming out. And I grabbed his hand. Me, I reached out to grab my hand. And he shook it. And I said, do you know who I am? And he looked me, well, eyeballing. He said, you look familiar, my sister. I said, do you know who I am? He said, you look familiar, my sister. I said, I should. You raped me when I was 10 years old. That's when the hand dropped. And he was like, me? You sure me? And I was like, yes, sir. I called out his first and last name. He went to bawling. I'm talking about bawling. His wife was literally maybe 15 to 20 steps from us, but God did not allow her to come over there to see why her husband was crying like that. Wow. And he was like, is there anything I could do? Anything I could do? I was like, Mm-mm. I just want you to know that I forgive you, but I never forget. Wow. When I say... That was my breakthrough right there. Wow. I walked away light, like so light. I took my wings that day. I took it back and gave it to him. But all that time, I was carrying, carrying all his baggage. Right. You know what he had done? I had no control. So why was I carrying it? So wow. when I gave it back to him, I walked away so light. And I walked away, and I saw him looking at me as I walked away. Wife still didn't come over. Mm-hmm. Wife and son still didn't come over to see. Mm-hmm. So I walked my friend to her car. She was like, are you going to be okay going back? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> you go ahead. Uh, coming back around, that's when I seen the wife over there. And she was consoling him or whatever. But got in my car, and I'm telling you, from that point on, things have just started happening for me. You know, because all that time, you know, you, here it is. You allow somebody else to make you be bitter. Right. And you're treating others so poorly 
because somebody you're else bleeding on them. yeah you're, you're literally bleeding on them and here it is now the nice side started you know, <laughs> you gotta you know, hear that the nice side nice started side. coming out. She had to get free in the <laughs> yeah, nice side of Erica. It wasn't that, that the old Erica wasn't nice, but she just was nothing to be reckoned. <laughs> she was definitely uh, a handful, I can say. And uh, do you think that was a part of that full uh, forgiveness or that caring and unforgiveness? And now you forgave it, so you, that was. Oh, absolutely. How important that is. Yes, definitely. It is very, very important. It's it's very important because you're not forgiving that person for them. You're doing it for, for you. yourself. That's you right. know, and then like I said, when I forgave him and I let him know, I was free. You know? And then I learned how um actually to love. Hmm. And it's so sad because you know, Rewinding back, I was a teenage mom. I had my uh, first son when I was 16 years old. I hated men. I'm telling you, I literally hated men. And here it is. God said, okay, I'm going to show you something. He gave me a slide. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, really? So here it is. I have Inky, which his name is Daryl. I have him um, three months early. Um, wow. Yeah, three months early. I was fighting when I was pregnant with him, too. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> I had him three months early on Christmas, one pound, 12 ounce. Wow. And I had him at home in my mom's bed. So I didn't even make it to the hospital. That's a miracle, baby. Yeah, that's why I call him my miracle. Yeah. So then here it is. Four years later, you're going to give me another son? (laughs) Which is Alan. And um, I had two kids by the time I was 19 years old. And a single mom. Dad went to prison when Alan was. Two months old, and it was basically left on me from that point on. Um, I did help. I did have help from my mom and his mother at times, but um, I was a type where I never asked for the help. Mm-hmm. I just figured like I could do it on my own, you know. And by me having Daryl in high school, he was a preemie, so I was at the hospital all the time, mm-hmm. and I end up. Um, getting kicked out of school, but it wasn't the school, the county that you were talking about. Oh, yeah, we're going to get into this county. I need to we know. Yeah, we're going to get back to the but county. It would result into the school that I was in when I got kicked out for um, when I was at the hospital all the time. Um, so I had Daryl, and I dropped out of high school. So here it is. I'm a mother, and I'm raising mm-hmm. two young boys with no high school diploma, mm-hmm. barely working because I'm so afraid of leaving my kids with anybody. Um, didn't want anything to happen to them, like, you know, what mm-hmm. happened to me. Um, so I knew that I had to kind of like try and hold it down, but my main focus was my children, mm-hmm. you know, um, not letting anything happen to them. Um, so having the boys, what, because you've been, you've been, you mentioned you hated men. Yeah. Having the boys, what did that do for you? It gave me back my love. Wow. It taught me how to love again. Yeah, because I don't even think I was loving myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, giving myself, like, how could you let this happen to you with the rape, you know? Mm-hmm. How could you um, really, like, you really, like, hurting, you hurting some people. And I probably ran away some good people because, of, like, I, I was bleeding. And, you know. Did you ever have to come back across their path to ask them for forgiveness? Absolutely. 
definitely, definitely. And it wasn't an easy task, but, you know, all I could do is just ask for your forgiveness. It's up to you to, you know, to accept it or not. But I've done my part. So you know. so during this time, the boys get older. Did they ever know your journey? No. You held, you, you kept it from them? Yes, absolutely. How long? Um, my kids found out about the rape two and a half to three years ago. Wow. They never knew. They just knew that mom was like this mama bear, like hovering over us. They wanted to do much. And, you know, they never understood, like, why I was that way. And when I did tell them, I can see the tears just fall and the anger just build up. You know, I have two grown men now right. that may want to go wow. home for the person, uh, wow. people who did this or whatever. But they, um, my marketing rep, he said, Mom, you have to tell them. I was like, there's no way. Because I was at a breaking point. I was like, I know I need help. Hmm. Um, it was affecting relationships. Um, where I didn't trust, not just uh, relationships, friendships, any type of ships. It was, a, it was affecting it. And I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and tell them. So I told them, and uh, they embraced me. And I think that's why it's an old protector of me right now. Right. But, you know, sometimes as parents, we can't let our kids know everything, yeah. especially the struggle because if you have boys, because, you know, boys clean. They're very mom. protective. Yeah, yes, yeah. very protective. So I try to protect them from so much, even the struggles that we were having, you know, being evicted all the time, moving from place to place. You know, um, not even having, well, I made sure my kids ate, even if I didn't. Yeah. I made sure that they were okay. Yeah. Exactly. But I tell you what, anytime anybody seen me in the street, they never knew. Never knew anything I was going through. Wow. Because I walked around with a smile. Mm-hmm. I walked around like I had it all when I had nothing, well, you know. Wow. And I just knew that, God, I never complained. That was, that's the most important thing. I never complained on God. Why? I knew it had to happen, you know, which is yeah. why I wrote my book. It had to happen. Yeah. Everything from the rape to me being homeless. We didn't even get to that part yet. To me bleeding on people that didn't even cut me. To me yeah. just... Um, I think it, you wrote something in the book about hurt people hurt. Yeah, hurt mm-hmm. people hurt people. Wow. You know, and if you don't get that thing under control, you'll end up hurting a lot of folks. And it's not a good thing. Yeah. You know, because that blood is on your head. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, God is not going to say, what did that person do? He's going to say, my daughter, what did you, you do? Yeah, you yeah, know, that's real. So, and that's, it, it's very, very important to know that anything in life that you go through is not just for you. Well, it's for you to help somebody else. Yeah. We are true. living testimonies. everything that happened to me in life it had to happen exactly that way because it wouldn't have built me for my purpose and here I stand today Mm -hmm. as that woman who they tried to break I've been but I won't break and um, all of that it had to happen just the way that it happened because how would I be able to give the testimony if it didn't happen all those tests was giving me my testimony all that mess was giving me my messages to share with others. And now that I find myself, I have an organization called 88 Blessings, and it's a single mother's organization. You hear so many people going through the same things or similar when you tell your story. They probably would have never told their story. Wow. So, yeah, definitely. It had to happen. Uh, 
I knew I so tell us about your um the 88 blessing what what is that 88 blessings is a single mother's organization um we try to make it about something that we can be very genuine about we walk the walk so we can talk the talk you know i am a single mom and i knew that if i was ever given a platform that was something that i had to do and mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't know is yes alan is in the nfl but the biggest part of it is being able to serve, serve yes. and give mm-hmm. back, you know? And I, yes, I use Alan's platform, but I am still Erica Wilson. I still have my own identity mothers. So that's something <laughs> that we as mothers, we need to know. You need to be who you are and let your son be who he is. Because at the end of the day, we are a team. There's no I in team. That's so right. He That's may right. have the platform, but he allowed me to use it. God mm-hmm. has blessed him with the platform, but he allowed me to use it to be able to spread the gospel and serve, you know. Well, you know, I want to say it like this. I don't think it's his. It's It wouldn't even be his if it wasn't yours in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. because of what you went through. So so your your the platform really was about a journey of healing um, forgiveness, love, mm-hmm. um, trust. So that's like the massive platform. And because of that platform, mm-hmm. actually, Alan was able to stand on your platform. Because uh-huh. if you didn't love, right. if you didn't forgive, if you if you still was that Erica that was getting kicked uh-huh. out of the county, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop messing with her about that, <laughs> then there would be no Alan. Because right. then he would have went into drugs. And then, watch this if you would have told him at a young age. Yeah, the right. fact that you kept it from him, yeah. protected him. Mm-hmm. Because I, you tell a 13, you know, you're a boy, he's angry, he's mad, and he's, you know what I'm saying? He, there's no telling what yeah. would have happened. So I, I think it's more of your platform that you built of love, trust, forgiveness, um, kindness mm-hmm. is where he was able to stand on. And then now it's just like platforms after, pla- they're just building. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, but I want to say it a little bit of difference. I built the foundation. Right. Okay. So yeah, now that's he has good. the platform. platform. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, once I built that foundation, he uses his platform so we could be able to, you know, serve others. Um, like he said, if I would have told those boys, you yeah, know, yeah, what yeah, happened, yeah. yeah, especially the areas we were living in, they could have easily resulted in drugs or right. whatever it is um, out there, but. By the grace of God, they love football. Yeah. Both of them. <laughs> so right. I was able to keep them on the right track with football. You couldn't bring home seeds in my house. That wasn't yeah. happening. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, I um, agree. Because I know what I see in you. And the beauty of it all is throughout their, um, their high school years, I always told myself before my kids graduate, I want to have my high school diploma. Wow. You I, know, like I didn't say a GED. I want my high school diploma before my babies graduate. So 2003, I went and got my high school diploma. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I went and got my high school diploma. My oldest son, he graduated 2006, so three years before. Mm-hmm. And then Alan graduated early in his class in 2010. And then guess what? Right. All three of us was in college together. Oh, yeah. Wow. When I met you, you were telling yeah. me about that. I thought that was so awesome. Yeah, yeah we all was awesome. in college together. That was the, uh, oh, my God, the biggest accomplishment ever to have That's all great. Of us. That's yeah. a great accomplishment. Yeah, it's a great To have mother and, and sons with a degree from college <laughs> all together at the yeah. same time. So now, um, moving forward, college graduation. 
So let's look back at, well, let's go back just a little bit and then we're going to go forward. Okay. So when did you notice, you said both of the boys play sports. Yes. When did you notice that Alan was a little, was Alan more dominating than Iggy or? No, or, they both were. Okay. Oh, they both were. It's just that sometimes in life, uh, God has a different path for you. Um, Daryl went to a school called Miramar High School. Okay. Both started as quarterbacks. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was a left-hand quarterback, and Daryl was a right-hand quarterback. So wow. both started as quarterbacks. Both were very good. Um, Alan started playing both sides of the ball. Well, Alan started playing at four. Daryl started playing at eight. And Alan started playing both sides of the ball, like, wow, about maybe about seven or eight years old. Mm-hmm. He was a big, fat kid. <laughs> <laughs> And he was this person who said, I don't want to play football. I don't want, okay, if you don't want to play, we can pull you out, you know, but he stuck it out and both were doing well. So Daryl went off to uh, Miramar High School when he, they had this coach there, starting quarterback, mm. you know, they mm-hmm. pulled him up off of um, JV and Tavarsi wow. to sit the bench. Oh, yeah. So it broke his spirit. So I'm saying, okay, like, you know, my brother was very, very upset. Um, so it kind of like broke Daryl's spirit, but Daryl is a whiz, very, very smart. Mm-hmm. And um, he continued throughout all of his years um, in high school, graduated, top of his class, wow. you know, um, scared to let him go off to college. Here it is again, that's affected me, mm-hmm. you know. Oh gosh, my baby going off to college. <laughs> I'm never used to see him being from around me. You know, I didn't let him go. So I think that's one of the things he holds against me right now today. And wow. then here it is when Alan come up and um, he goes to Miami Carroll City. Um, he plays quarterback all the way up into his sophomore year, and he said, "Coach, I want I don't want to play uh, quarterback anymore. I want to be a receiver." Wow. So. They put him at the receiver position, and he excelled. Really? The last, the very first game of his senior year, Allen tore his meniscus. Wow. The guy hit Allen low. Allen played the entire game with that meniscus being torn. Wow. And I remember the next day the coach said he was going to take him to the um, doctor to get the MRI and everything. And I had a test at school. And I'm like, okay, God, what do I do? Like, my baby's going for a test. I know I have my midterms. I need to go. Coach say, Mom, we got him. He's going to be fine. You sure? (laughs) That's like, Mom, you sure? So I went on and I I aced my midterm. And come to find out, we had to go to the doctor to get the results. And they said that was it for his senior year. Wow. Yeah. So he had to um, go into the surgery immediately. Uh, short after, rather, actually after, and they did the surgery. Dr. Kaplan, awesome surgeon. Um, he explained everything to us. After the surgery, Alan um, came home. He wanted to go out with the fellas to, you know, his teammates to be able to, you know, show support that he's there or whatever. And I guess, too, it's like a mental thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if I sit in the house, guess what? Right. I had a mind as a double. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, yeah, you know. it is. Especially with athletes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So two days Maybe two days later, I let him go out and be with the guys. And this guy's on these crutches, and he's, like, literally out there cheering his guys on. He's such a team player. It's not just a me thing, you know. There's no I in team. I always taught my kids that. 
and he was out there and he was having a good time. There's nothing that I could do just but go home and say, well, God, he's in your hands. There's nothing else that I could do. Mm-hmm. And just trust me, before that school bell rang, I was already out that way. <laughs> That's that protective you know? mom, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. I think it's in all of us. And it's so, God is so good because even though he's, you know, his whole uh, senior year, he didn't play, so he didn't have film. Uh, for the senior year, mm-hmm. but he still was recruited by the University of Miami, wow. where he got a full scholarship. A wide scholarship. That is really good to be, you know, because most colleges, you know, when the players get injured, they keep they kinda, going. They keep on going. Keep going. They overlook them. Absolutely. And so for them to, you know, yes. see the worth, the value in him is still, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Yeah, so my question is this, and I wish Daryl was here because I think it, it's a story. I mean, it's, it's something we all should talk about, especially when you have one child that's um, a professional and then you have the other siblings that may not be. Right. So you have two brothers playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, one coach um, decided to just be a blocker is yeah. what you say. And so mentally, how was that process for Daryl? Because I think others out there need to hear this because, we, again, we don't talk about we only talk about, you know, the journey of the professional player. Right. right. What about the siblings? Yeah. You know, yeah. we do. We, I think sometimes they feel left out. So yeah. what was Daryl's mindset when he started to watch his brother excel? Um, I, I, I raised strong kids. If he did have anything that was going on with him, I never knew. Wow. You know, he always remained strong. As long as, you know, he was there supporting his brother, um, doing what it is that he needed to do as far as being a big brother, you mm-hmm. know, how could I let my little brother see me going through something mentally? Wow. I'm the big brother. I have to lead by example. Just like as a mother, I have to lead by example. I couldn't let them know what it was I was going through. Um, so I never seen Daryl fold or anything. He was always that supportive brother, you know, behind the scenes. Maybe he dealt with some things because that mm-hmm. can be, but just because it's sad when people put titles on things. Yeah. We said that the athlete is professional. Daryl is a professional. Then I was going to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yes, yes. And that's where a lot of parents go wrong. A lot of attention goes on, on the ch- child right. who's probably making the biggest bucks. Yeah. It's a money thing. Money yeah. is the root of all evil. And just know that sometimes that money could bring so much pain. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, I tell a lot of mothers, you think you want it, but you better be ready (laughs) when it comes. So what does Daryl, so Daryl, we're going to give you a shout out. I I mean, girl, I got your back, Daryl. I'm trying to tell you right now. But so tell us about Daryl. Daryl is amazing. He's phenomenal. He's very smart, intelligent. He's a go-getter like his mother. Um, My eye is tearing up. Um, Oh, he'll cut that on the... Right, you do all the editing, right? Gotcha. Okay, go <laughs> ahead. So tell about Daryl. Um, yeah, he's out very outgoing, uh, very lovable, um, very protective. Hmm. <laughs> and he's just one to he wanna work for his. Yeah, yeah, I may have a brother in the league, but I don't want him to hand me anything. You know I what like I'm saying? What I'm saying? I like that. I wanna go and I wanna get it on my own. So very, very hard worker. Um, I know he missed a lot of Allen games. And with the Cowboys, also with the Dolphins, because he, he was working, you know, and I kept saying, son, let's find something, you know, we can do so you will, you know, start a business so you could be to your brother's games and support him. And 
it's like, mom, I want to get it on my own. I want to do it my own way. He's 32 years old, so I have to let him do it. 32, no kids. No kids. Actually, Neither both of them. Proud of them. No <laughs> children. Granny, you're not in the granny world. No, not and yet. And you know that's amazing because it, okay, I'm trying to see if I can say this because there is some professional. Yeah, I'm gonna be real nice. Let me, let me, let me. I'm gonna stay away from it right now because it's it's an issue with me. You see my face. Anyway, um, because it's amazing because you you raised two boys. Yes. Um, uh, Alan's 27. 28. 28. And Daryl's 32. And no kids. Yeah. That's none. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here looking at you like, wow. Because most of them would have Rot to. by 21, yeah. 22, or at least yeah. by time, in, especially in Alan's case, you, 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 you hear the word professional, possibility yeah. professional. Yeah. A baby was somewhere beyond the. Yeah, or somebody would have y'all. been entrapped him to having a baby. But We're gonna cut. Let's go fast forward to see. I'm having a moment. Wait, you know, so let me get this in. I'm gonna try to <laughs> Anyone that come in contact with my kids, I check all resumes. Send driver license, social security <laughs> card. She's taking you to the FBI, CIA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You going through the whole credit <laughs> check, the credit bureau. They better come correct. TSA, <laughs> right? Yeah. Pat you down? No. Yeah. That's that is that's right. that's really good because we know we know that there are right. girls that are yeah. being groomed Lined to up. come after the our boys. Yeah. Professionals. Yeah. And the thing is I don't understand why. You know, they are still human. Yeah, they may be making the big bucks, but like I said, that that big bucks to bring a whole lot of pain. There's a lot that comes with that. And the women don't understand it. And I like to tell the women like, here it is. Have your own. That's right. Have your Do own. not wait for these guys to basically take care of you because guess what? NFL is not for long. You That's know? right. It's not. Um, what happens after the NFL? Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if that that guy just said, okay, well, I don't want to be with you anymore. Yeah. Right. Now you got to try to keep up this lifestyle, you know, yeah. like that you, you were groomed for. Right. Yeah. And here it is. You love her. And maybe possibly with some children behind. Right. Yeah. So you're not just thinking. You've been very selfish because very. now you have these babies, and here it is. You probably seen the light, knowing knowing that um, it wasn't gonna work, but you just tried to because they was that ball player, mm-hmm. you know, and thinking that um, you're gonna be set for the rest of their life. Yeah, you're gonna be set. You're gonna be set with them children. <laughs> that's what you're gonna be. I set know. With. That's right. You know, because right. that's who's set up. That's right. The kids get theirs first. Yeah. Now, I, let me go back to Daryl. I like it because Daryl, did Daryl ever try? You have you have some siblings that do not end up making it. And so mm-hmm. they're like, well, I'm going to be my brother or my sister's agent or manager. <laughs> you know, he says, but he never, <laughs> but Daryl never, he still wanted to find his own. Oh, yeah. He never tried to be manager, agent or. Never. I like that. Ever. And like I said, he, Alan, he basically he let Alan have his, his lane, exactly. and he had his, his lane. Alan. But he realized we're still brothers. Right. I I, lo- I love that. Yeah. And it's so funny that this year, like Alan in the league, six years, um, going into his seventh year now, he just let his brother buy him a car. Wow. He was like, no way. And it was like, you can't buy the whole car. Daryl, shout out to you for that. You need to come tell your story. (laughs) Because it's true, because you either have a sibling. It's like, where's my car? Are you going to buy me this? Are you going to get me this? Or or the um, 
um, one that's in the professional yeah. position feel obligated to do to do that. Right. Wow. Because you know what, some not just the siblings, the parents feel that. As yes. Well. Yeah. And let me tell you, ladies. Anytime your child has been blessed to make it to the next level, um, they sacrifice in their bodies. We don't go out there. We don't play not one down. We don't get not one hit. We're not lifting not one weight. That's theirs. Mm -hmm. I tell everybody, my son owes me absolutely nothing. I asked for your high school diploma mm -hmm. and your degree. That's right. You gave me both. Wow. Now, if you decided to do go the extra mile and say, okay, I'm going to take care of my mom, and just, I was watching one of my our videos from AD Blessings the other day, and our financial advisor said, when he came and he sat with Alan, Alan wasn't thinking about his career or, you know, the big bucks that he was going to be making. His main focus was, how can I retire my mom? Wow. wow. He was like, I don't ever want her working again, so how can I retire my mom? And when I saw that video, I just was like, wow. And that's exactly what he did, you know. But I just want the ladies to know that their kids don't owe you anything as far as when they make it. If they want to do, let them do, you know. But at the end of the day, it's their career. It's their platform. And that's one of the things I love about my family. We let everybody have their own lane, mm -hmm. you know. I'm big and on when that. you're in your own lane, you don't have much traffic. Right, I'm big on that oh, with, that's with good. my children. Because you hear stories about athletes who make it and they say how they lose money because oh, yeah. the families, yes. uh, they start, they feel obligated and they start to take pins. That's this right. Person, this yes. So how did you keep your, did you have to keep your family in your lane or you guys just had that understanding as we well? Don't go after my son. Yeah. If he want to help you, he do, but you're not going to make him feel guilty about helping. Absolutely. Erica, you talking to the one that got kicked out of camp? <laughs> you you think she go let somebody come on her side? You know, I keep. She go. I know she gonna get me after this. <laughs> you think you? She go sniff you up? Right. Is you coming for money? No, I'm playing. No. Oh no, see, I see. I told you, I see. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No, but he's he very strong willed himself though. He he know how to say no. You know, yeah, but they know good. that at the end of the day, don't do it. Don't don't cross that line. You know, <laughs> just don't 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 bring we'll the other Erica right. back. Yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> don't y'all don't, don't, don't bring the other Erica back. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, all y'all women out there who think you're gonna come for these men. Don't, don't bring the other Erica out, yeah. please. Just just, just let just, us stay go. Just let us stay go. <laughs> so now we're laughing and we're talking. Okay, Erica, single mother, yeah. dating, being in the position that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, I'm Erica Wilson. I'm not Alan Hurst. My income is not Alan Hurst's income. I'm just his mother. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here it is. You don't know why someone is coming at you. You know, I dated before, and I had the guy was more interested in Alan than I. Really <laughs> and I'm like, what the That didn't go well, y'all. You know, but it's very, very hard. And also, too, I'm very protective of who I allow around them. The right. spirits are real. Right. You know, and... My kids, they watch Alan. He watch everything. Oh, he's very observant, but he don't say much. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, Dara is very outspoken. Is he? You know, yeah. <laughs> and but it's very, very hard when you when you're trying to date um, because, like I said, you don't know why you're here. Who sent you? That's what I like to. Do. I like that. Who, Who sent, sent you? You, mm, you know. And a couple of times that I did try and date, and I like to tell women, don't feel guilty if you tried a couple of times. You know, because 
nothing beats a uh, trial. Well, how it go? Nothing, nothing beats a trial. Better than, wait, how it go? Nothing beats a trial. No, nothing beats a failure but a trial. Okay. okay. And, you know, a lot of men like to put a stipulation, oh, she's this and she's that. Call me what you want. You don't pay not one bill. Right. I'm a free agent. So if I decide that I free want agent, to date, I, like that. I will date. She's a free if agent. I job. do not want to date. I she didn't go, go to the draft. She's a free I'm agent. A free, <laughs> free agent. <laughs> free agent. But no, seriously, but on our jokes aside, it's very hard to date every single while. Wow. Especially when you're in the you're spotlight. Tired. Yeah, yeah, basically. When yeah, you're... and I'm, you know, not necessarily in the spotlight. The fact that you, uh, you've been a mom and you've been a protector, then all of a sudden your kids are grown. Yeah. You know how do you just, you know, okay, it's time for me to to live and live life because you've sacrificed so much. How do you now? That that's what it becomes hard if you basically. Um, built your life around your children. Everything was about me and my children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically, everything was just about me and them. So when they became adults and decided, well, mom, I'm going to do my own thing now, you go through this thing called emptiness syndrome. That is. <laughs> so that's, that's real. Oh, that's, definitely. Oh, Lord. Definitely. I have three more left at home. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about so it. So you go through this thing called emptiness syndrome. You're used to um, someone needing you. Um, oh, not just needing wow. you, but wanting you, yeah. you know, and here it is now, I'm out doing my own thing, mom, I don't want to be that little, you know, they look at it like I'm being this little boy, no, you're not, if you're going out, just let me know that you're okay, that's all I ask, text back and say I'm okay, Alan will do it, no problem, Daryl, forget it, Daryl, <laughs> I like you, you know? already, <laughs> but, and here you find yourself trying to get into other things, but the one thing that I found that I had this passion to give, Mm-hmm. You know, I had a passion for the single mom, and that's when I started the organization of 88 Blessings, and I found balance that way, mm-hmm. because if you don't, trust me, you will fall into a state of depression, because mm-hmm. guess what? If you center your life around these children, and now they're gone and they're doing all things, what do you have to do now? Wow. And it's so funny. Same thing with football now. Like, I feel so lost without football. When the season is over, I feel so lost <laughs> without football. So yeah. it kind of is, you know. But you have some nephews and that are coming up in the football world too, as well, right? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like when football season is over. Oh, okay. Like when, when the season is over. over oh okay. my God! It's like, what do you do? Right. Because you're know? normally traveling and going to no, games, yeah, games, games, okay. exactly. screaming and all Exactly. <laughs> so now you don't have these things, you know, to do anymore. Now I just put everything into 88 blessings. So the dating thing right now for me is out the window if it happens it happens but my main focus right now is working on me so it really has to be led by god that's who he has because you can't because like you said who do you trust yeah because just like you have um females that are professionals yes i said it um you have men yeah some of you two are professionals (laughs) you know and it's what can i get yeah and and so okay and now you have um Alan's been a big inspiration to his cousins because yeah. you have some nephews, right? Or some cousins yeah. that are playing in the. Well, they, um, he went a year after Alan went. So, wow. you know, he has his own big name too. So they are doing their own thing. Um, and it's just that even with Alan being in his position, he even is the inspiration to the older ones, even as well as the younger oh, ones. Good. Uh, we do have a lot of athletes in our family that's up and coming. Um, 
and they look towards Al. They look to Alan and they just ask a lot of questions. But if you notice, you know Alan. I'm, I don't know if you met him. He don't talk much. No, right. he you ask him a but question. he has a sweet spirit. Yeah, though. very yeah. sweet spirit. Uh, he's going to answer it, and that's go right. he's not going to give you more. <laughs> but he's really good around kids because yeah, I had I an kids. opportunity when he was in Dallas to work with the AH17, and we did a back to school event. Yeah. And um, yes, he's very quiet, but when he gets around kids. Yeah. It's just, it's different. He right. lights up and there's this, I think if one little girl was a baby that just kept following around, would remember, not leave would side. not leave his side <laughs> yeah. and he just picked her up and everybody took pictures and yeah. she was looking at him, but, you know, I was wondering if the mom, okay, I'm not right. uh, um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm going to be nice. Anyway. The child over. <laughs> <laughs> we said they groom them, right? <laughs> right. So I mean, but it, it was it was um it was nice to see. But he is very quiet. But he's very humble. Yeah, very very, very humble. humble. And that's one of the things too. Like when we have our events, we have most most athletes they come and they do an appearance. Mm-hmm. Alan is at the event the whole entire time. Yes. Yeah. And I've he mingles that. with everyone. I've you know. And he's yeah. very gracious. Like you said, it has to be something that we're genuine and passionate about. And that's that's just it. Yeah. And that's why God gave us this type of platform to be able to serve and do it so well. You know, and sometimes it's, you have your bad days and sometimes you have your good days. But, you know, you balance the both and yeah. you just make it mm-hmm. do what it do. Because um, you have a lot of people that's counting on you. And that was one of my downfalls is. Um, by me being in the position that I'm in, as far as being the leader, um, being the one to basically like cover these ladies. I would pray for these ladies, but I wouldn't let it go. Mm-hmm. I would carry it. So yeah. it was, I'm telling you, it yeah. was drowning me. I was, mm-hmm. and I tell people all the time, just because you see this soft-spoken voice, this smile, do not mean that I'm not going through anything. Yeah. yeah, and it's good to be connected to people to know and to pray you through. Because yeah. I remember because I was going to bring that up. Yeah, she called me one morning, and I was here in Dallas, and um, yeah. I was having a moment, but I didn't. I wasn't gonna let anybody know. I'm used to it. Yeah. You know, just deal with it. Go to God. You know, do what you do. And Shannon called me and had me screaming on the phone, and she told me to take off the backpack. Mm. Wow. It was time right then and there. That and when she the heard that. She just, it was like, you wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was on the phone, but you can hear her hit the floor in a wail, not a cry, but a wail yeah. of thank you. Because yeah. it was like, take the backpack off. You was on my heart. God told me to tell you, take the backpack off. Yeah. And, and and there's there's a thing when you have a backpack and you have a little bit of um, mm-hmm. things, but she had bricks. It was mm-hmm. like this backpack of bricks. And she was walking, but it was like, and you could see on the outside, everybody could see the beautiful glamour mm-hmm. Erica, but the backpack was like uh-huh. literally just bringing her down to her knees, but nobody knew it because again, you look at, you know, oh, you're, you're Alan's yeah, mom, like, you're you strong, oh, you're, yeah. you, you got it made, you drive a nice car and yeah. you got, so that, that's what people look at, but they don't know what goes on behind mm-hmm. those doors, the weight of what media says about your son because I know that's been hard. You yeah. know, that one minute they love you, yeah. the next minute they hate you. Yeah. So you're listening to that and then you're dealing with, you know, people just wanting to be around you for something. And yeah. then you're dealing with the female situations. And so you have all this going on and no one knew the weight of your backpack. Exactly. And so that morning God said, Tell her take that backpack off. Oh yeah. man, and that yeah. was like <laughs> Yeah. And I, and I just don't think people realize that 
I'm human too. You know, I right. think I'm human too. And just because you guys put me on this pedestal, we all are there. You know, don't think that here it is because I'm in this position I don't go through because, oh, I go through plenty of nights. I drown my pillow, you know, even to this day. You know, because sometimes I don't understand, like, why couldn't somebody see me for me than see me for Alan's mom? Right. You know, I am who I am because God says who I am, not who yeah. Alan's <laughs> title right. says I am, yeah. you know. And, right. you know, we have to be so careful how we treat people, yeah. you know, especially in their season. Mm-hmm. What if I was at the end, tall end of my wits, and somebody treated me so poorly? Somebody treated me so poorly. And... I go and commit suicide. And all I had to do is just say, hello, or give him a smile or something like that. That's right. You know, very, very careful how you treat people. people. You know, because at the end of the day, you never know what somebody is going through. What's going on behind closed doors, you know. And in the black community, we don't talk about, we don't go and get therapy. Yeah. You know. No, we don't. No, No, we don't. But I did. I'm in therapy right now today because I know that sometimes that old era can come back up. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell people, like, <laughs> this is not what you want. This is, <laughs> just let her I've, heard her, I've heard her say that a couple of yeah. what you want. And they'll, they'll try to push your button and say, I told you so. Mm-hmm. I told you she was this type of mm-hmm. person. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You won't get me like that. Right. No way. Yeah. Not at all. You know, but at the end of the day, we are still humans. Our sons may have, you know, they have a title. They may make in the big bucks. But we all know sometimes those big bucks would go away so fast. Yes, yes Because can. you want to live this lifestyle. How did you know about contracts? How did, how did you just... Um, I went back to school. <laughs> I went to school for it. Um, you have know? to educate yourself. I, yeah, absolutely. I knew that he was going. Um, I knew that I wanted to be educated on what was going on when these agents come and sit in front of me. Financial advisors come and sit in front of me, what to do, what not to do, you know, and I let him, because that's his career, mm-hmm. so it wasn't nothing that I chose. He chose his agent, he chose his financial advisor, mm-hmm. and when the agent came through the door, he said, Miss Wilson, we already know how you are about Alex. <laughs> <laughs> they said, we will treat him just like he's ours, because we already know, and that's all I asked, you know, so... Sitting down with them, going through the process, I knew what questions to ask, and they were looking at me like, how do you know to ask that? But no, I went in blind. That's why I really wanted to get something together to be able to, for future moms that's coming in, they need to be educated because this is yeah. serious, and it comes fast. Yeah, It's nothing, it, I mean, it comes fast-paced, and if you don't have anybody that's teaching you how to go through it, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. You should never have an agent that's uh, tied to your financial advisor. That's right. Ever. You always keep the two separate. Mm-hmm. Um, so all you need is basically your agent, your marketing team, and your financial advisor. You know, mm-hmm. basically make sure when you have your financial advisor, you're on top of everything. Anything that comes out of Alan's account is alert goes to his phone. Mm-hmm. You know, by, by the grace of God, he sent us some great people, and mm-hmm. you know, he had a great walk in the park. And with that being said, Alan went undrafted. Two years later. He was one of the top paid wide receivers in the NFL. Wow. Undrafted. So that's wow. why I like to tell kids, you may start off unknown, but you're going to finish unforgettable mm. at the end of the day. And here it is. He made history, NFL history, by becoming the top paid wide receiver 
undrafted within two years. Who does that? Drew Rosenhaus, hats off to you. You're the best. I mean, I like what you said because I think about um, the quarterback, Lamar, and I, I love the scene when he's at the draft and it's just him and his mom and he's laying on the table waiting for that call. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody slept on him. You know, um, That's it. Um, Mayfield went first in the draft. I think that that was the year they were all together. And so then now here he's here now he's in the league and he's like the top quarterback to where people are standing in line oh, to absolutely. trade jerseys. Yeah, yeah. You know, I but and I love it because he gives his dedication to God. Yes. yes. And then his mom. And that's mom. why he's he's in the very, he seemed very humble. Yes. That's why he's in the position he's in. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, it don't it, it don't matter where you start, it matter where you finish. Yes. Right. You can go as that top uh the first pick. Mm-hmm. And then you can go as this rookie, undrafted. Here it is. You all make the same money. The only thing that's different is the signing bonuses. Mm, right. You know? And not only that, you have this stipulation where you got the weight of the world on you because you you undrafted first round. You better perform. You know, mm. you how could you have an undrafted free agent coming to outperform you right. in your first round, right. second round draft pick? You know, so don't, fellas, do not. It's not where you start, it's where you finish right. at the end of the day. And if you mean, like I said, Allen was delayed, but he definitely wasn't denied. God had his plan. And when um, Allen didn't get drafted, I heard God say, I'll make the first, last, and the last first. That's right. Remember that. That's very, very potent and powerful because that's exactly what he did. And Allen said every time he touched that field, he has to chip on his shoulder knowing that I wasn't drafted, but... I'm going to give it my all. Give it your all. Even when he got the contract, he said, I'm going to still play like I was undrafted. I like that. So as we come to a close, what would you say to the young mother whose son is, or even a daughter whose opportunity was sports, because we, we always talk about um, sons, but there's daughters out there that's going NBA and soccer and, and um, Olympics and gymnastics. There's parents um I can't remember her name, but her parent, her, she was a single mom, and she had to sacrifice her daughter in gymnastics to win the gold, yeah. to go live with another family. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so what would you say to a single mom that child is coming up in that professional? The main thing is keep God first. Yeah. Give that child back to God and let God do his thing with him or her. Um, you have to stay on bending knees, you know, when it comes to your children. Number one thing is educate yourself. I mean, number That's two it. thing is educate yourself on the do's and the don'ts because a lot that comes with it. Get with other mothers and see um, and talk with them. Don't feel ashamed because of a situation you may be in or may not be in. I mean, well, you may be in. Um, just go and ask as many questions as you can. If you can't get one thing from that mother, go to another mother. And that's one of the things that's um I like about my group that I have that we can talk about anything because we have different walks of life. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dealing with something else and nobody knows. One person don't know everything. Right. So if we get these group of ladies who already seasoned in mm-hmm. the league, done walk the walk, we should be able to pour back into the ones that's getting ready to come into it mm-hmm. because God bless you with those uh, seeds. You need to plant them. Yes. That's right. That's so, right. Um, there is a NFL organization for mothers. Yes, right. Called Pifma, okay. and I'm a part of that organization. It's for past and present mothers and future. Um, it's a great organization. 
you learn a whole lot. Like I say, you have different walks. You know, um, you may have some that experienced this but didn't experience that. And you always have someone that you can go and get some type of information. And it's all so connected with the NFLPA. Now, do they have anything for fathers? I'm not sure. I didn't know if they would mention or Yeah, I'm sure it. they do, but I'm not sure. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this has been really good. I mean, it's um the journey is you got to go back to the beginning of how the journey started. You know, we, like I said, we always interview or you watch interviews and you'll, you'll interview the son, but I think it's good sometimes just to interview the mom by herself. Um, so she can tell you what she went through. Um, just like in her book, yeah. all of this had to happen yeah. and this is not over. Right. It's not over 2020. It's not over. It's just getting started. <laughs> yeah, you can look at her and tell she got right. some up her sleeve. Y'all don't better get ready. So yes. it's only going to get bigger and it's it's only going to get better. And it's just the fact of even sharing about siblings and how Daryl had to, you know, was he chose to find his way yes. and he loved it and he's okay. He's not hiding in the shadows of his brother, but he's at this, the same time he's protective of his brother. Yes. So I, I love that side. So powerful family. Powerful Thank story. Thank you. Powerful journey. Tell us how we can order the book. You can go onto my website at Erica Wilson, IH2H.com to order your book. Also for any bookings, um, you can book book there as well. Um, also for 88 Blessings, if you would like to learn about 88 Blessings, it's www.88blessings.org. And you can find out all of the information about 88 Blessings. You can get a little bit snippet of Alan who is, who is Alan Hearns. Also, Erica Wilson and the team that stands behind 88 Lessons. Well, you guys heard that. You can also follow Can We Talk Sports at Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, and Twitter. This is your girl, Shannon Mason. And we are here with Erica Wilson. <laughs> and you guys have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.